It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's a time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. It's Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I'm so sorry for leaving you hanging for a bit. Sometimes you own the hustle and sometimes the hustle owns you. It's exciting times in the cannabis space. I've been using the analogy that I'm drowning in opportunity. There are some really cool things on the horizon for casually baked But while it all comes together, I'm striving to deliver consistency to you. I'm told I make a pretty good travel companion during your morning commute. So my apologies for being slow in delivering this week's podcast. Back in early October, I was fortunate to spend the day with one of Sonoma County's compassion farmers. His cannabis crops assist a 50-patient collective, the majority of which are aging AIDS patients. This West County cannabis farmer is affectionately known as Okie Joe. Not because he's from Oklahoma, by the way, I asked, but rather because he apparently says okay more than he says no. I know quite a few people like that. I used to have trouble saying no myself, but at some point along the way, you get so busy and overwhelmed that saying no feels amazing. I'm just glad Okie Joe's not there yet and that he happily agreed to a day in the life ride along. My goal for Casually Baked the Podcast is to pull the curtain back and offer as much transparency as possible so that you can draw your own conclusions about Cannabis for Wellness and its potential in your own life and the lives of the people you care about. I think it's important to introduce you to the people behind the scenes growing and building the movement. As you'll learn today, people like Okie Joe choose to make a lot of sacrifices to help their communities. The morning of our ride-along, Joe and I met up at a Rotten Robbie's convenience store, which is seriously a terrible name. It ranks right up there with Togo sandwiches, in my opinion. I mean, how are you going to serve subs out of a gas station and laugh at me when I call them to-go sandwiches? Why the fuck would I have pronounced it Togo? As far as I'm concerned, the joke's on you, fools. Over the course of the day, I had a chance to witness various stages of Joe's operation and also had the opportunity to meet his sweet wife and learn how the business affects his family. 
I walked through beautiful rows of cannabis ready for harvest and enjoyed breathtaking views of the wine and weed country. Okie Joe is quite the animated storyteller, I think more so than me. I'm going to share with you some of the tales he shared with me over the course of our day together. Upon arrival at his home, Joe's wife, Echo, made me a cup of tea, and we sat down to watch a short documentary produced by National Geographic about Okie Joe and a few patients within his collective. Let's start there. Jason Blaylock, who's a South American correspondent for National Geographic. He's their videographer. Got it. He spent three years in Argentina, and we spent a day just talking, and no films or anything, and we mm-hmm. just talked. Mm-hmm. And Jason says, you do have an interesting story, and I want to see some of the patients. And so I introduced him to about six or seven of my patients over three days. He came up and stayed with us. Uh-huh. And he made a 30-minute documentary out of it. Oh, so I'll show I'd it to you. I'd love to see it. Marijuana in its natural form is one of the safest therapeutically active substances known to man. And that is... The DEA... Judge Francis Young. Okay. She's my hero. Okay. And I can give you a copy of this tape if you want to put it out there. Okay. I'm not a dumb man. I can make money doing a number of things. This isn't a money maker. This is a policy changing. You know, the more I get into this, the more I find that this is a system that's completely out of whack. Charlie Marsh is a superhero. This guy is 70-something years old, and he gets all the bikes that are stolen in Lake County. If the police department or sheriff's department can't find the owner, they give it to Charlie. Charlie fixes it and gives it to low-income kids or Boys and Girls Club or whoever needs a bike. Charlie only charges for parts. Nice. So one day... I had an argument with one of my guys that's part of the collective and also uh, was protecting the garden from the thieves. Mm-hmm. And the neighbor heard us yelling, so they called the cops. And so I'm driving down the highway in Lake County in a DHL van that had been converted to carrying pot plants. Mm-hmm. The lady sheriff pulls me over, says, I smelled you on the highway. I said, well, I have pot. And she says, are you Okie Joe? I said, yes, I am. She says, I've been to your garden. I said, thank you for not eradicating it. It's medical marijuana. She says, can I look? I said, sure. So I open up the back door, and it's stuffed full of six-foot plants hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. She says, you have a lot of pot. I said, well, that's relative. And she says, I don't know what to do with you. And I said, well, call your boss. Pack the buck. And so she she <laughs> called Frank Walsh, who's the head of the Narcotics Task Force for Lake County. Uh-huh. He comes down to the Safeway on 11th Avenue in Lakeport, where the, she'd pulled me over. Uh-huh. And he says, how many plants are in there? I says, six. He says, how many in your garden? I says, 53 more. He says, how many patients? I said, 13. He says, where's the pot going? I said, this medical marijuana is going to Charlie Marsh. He says, bicycle, Charlie? I says, yeah. He says, he's a good man. Go ahead. I got a two-car police escort to the fucking senior (laughs) park in Lakeport. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so at this point in the documentary, we have arrived at Charlie's house. So he's pulling this pot out of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a lot like that, is that the best place to store it? Yeah, because it keeps it cool. Mm-hmm. Heat and, uh, and sunlight destroy THC faster than anything else. Mm-hmm. Heat and sunlight. So if you keep it in an opaque container in a cool spot, it'll last two or three years. Okay. If you leave it on the counter in the sun, that weed's going to be worthless in two weeks. Yeah. He keeps it in there for himself. But Charlie is 
I have six or seven people in Lake County, and I don't have time to go and see all of them. Mm-hmm. Like the DA said in that little part of that transcript, yeah, he doesn't even know some of these people. Well, I'm not required to know these people. I'm just here to give them pot, and they're here to testify if I end up in court. Right. Because 215 does not cover you in the garden. It only keeps you from criminal liability when you end up in the court. So the cops use that gray area to their own means. Whenever they want, they say, oh, it wasn't a medical marijuana garden, Your Honor. I've even asked police, have you ever seen a medical marijuana garden? And they said, I've seen what's been purported to be. So that means the man that's there to see if you're in compliance has never seen one. Right. So your ass is grass before they even show up. Yeah. And the damage is done. I mean, I've spent six months growing this pot, and if the cops come and take it, I'm shit out of luck. Even if I can get all these people to show up in court to get me off the hook. Right. So once you've been raided by the feds, are you likely to get revisited every year? Yeah, but I've not been raided by the feds. They don't care about me because I'm a small fry. Got it. I'm local guy. So when you say, okay, so when you said 40 people show up with the tank and all that, that's not feds, that's state. No, that's Sonoma County Sheriff's Department. Oh, okay. You know, Mendocino County never even did that. They show up with four or five cops. Hey, James. Mm-hmm. The district attorney here, Joe, she knows that I don't have guns. Mm-hmm. She was in Mendocino working at the DA's office when my lawyer, Keith Falder, mm-hmm. when he got me 18 felonies dismissed, he was her boss before he went into private practice after he got fired. Mm-hmm. So she knows him. She knows me. She knows all my cases. She knows that I've never been charged with a gun charge because I don't have guns. I got little kids, and I'm not into killing people. If it comes down to it, I'll kick you in the head, right? If I really have to, we'll get you. But I'm not going to shoot you. All right, so let's go back to Charlie. He's awesome. But I ride my bike every day. That was a prayer that I said. I said, Lord, take me with you or let me be able to ride my bike. And I got my uh, prayer answered. And marijuana helps me sleep and uh, function every day, you know. Good old Charlie gets on his bike and rides to the hospital on his bike. And the doctor saying, well, Charlie, did you ride your bike all the way here? Well, yeah, yeah, I did, doctor. Well, man, I... Dave's been a teacher trying to, you know, educate people for Mm -hmm. 30 years and then instead of retiring and sitting back he goes to all the precedent setting cases he goes to all the board of supervisors meetings he goes to all the new legislations anytime they're writing a new bill he's on it he goes to washington for lobbyists i mean this guy he's gavin newsom's high school math teacher and they remained friends throughout the years so dave's hanging out with power players so if you'd like to meet him, he's an awesome person to talk to. Yeah. So what happened? I, is it glaucoma or what happened to his vision? To AIDS. AIDS. Okay. Yeah. His. He uh, runs an AIDS group. Okay. There's forty pep. There's forty members in my group that have AIDS. There's going to be four guys up here on Saturday picking leaves mm-hmm. that are healthy enough to come and help because that lady in court. That transcript, yes, DA Houston, mm-hmm. she had a real issue with me not having people in the garden to help. Most of them are dying, dear. You don't quite understand. Yeah, you don't You're put not them getting to work it. in the field. These are the people that uh, are supposed to be getting free pot. Mm-hmm. They are unemployable. They can't hold a job. You want a guy that's 6'4", weighs 110 pounds, running your front desk? No, you don't. It's it's a turnoff to to the people that are healthy. I had these guys up here helping last week while my sister-in-law was down to help with the kids in the house. Mm-hmm. I let them use some of my glasses, and she was paranoid. She used antiseptics and 
you know. Yeah, well, we, and that's just because people don't understand and they don't people know. People don't get it. Mm -hmm. And so this is the same mentality that me and Echo deal with in the courtroom. Right. You know, they don't care about justice. They care about an X in the conviction box. And it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. So here's a, this is more cool people. Okay. You know, I have patients I've never met. The district attorney asked me, is that illegal? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> she read from the dictionary. What's the definition of a collection? And then she asked the judge presiding over the case, Judge Brown, is this legal? This is a lady that's trying to throw me in prison and take all the medicine from all the patients. Doesn't know if I'm legal or not. So why are they prosecuting me? Good question. Hey, Mike. You met Mike the other day in my so, out here. Good. Yes. How are you doing? All right. All the plants are out of the ground. Yep. We just okay. had this one out last night. Okay. And the thieves come back? No. You haven't seen them at all? No. You heard anything? Um, no, they're just some kids that keep walking past. Yeah, no, I think those are the culprits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks okay. like it because they didn't take much thought when they came into the garden. Okay. Let's go look in the back. <clears throat> We're in lovely Lake County, California. And we have a lot of low-income people. And the plant that Mike's standing next to right there, the people accessed it. They jumped over the fence and stole about two pounds of the uh, patient's medicine. If they didn't ruin it, getting it to wherever they were taking it, uh, street value would probably be worth about $5,000. Uh, in terms of patient that would smoke regularly, that would probably be about a three- or four-month supply. At this point in the documentary, Oki Joe makes his way to Palo Alto to check in on a quite interesting patient. This man here, is, he's blind. Mm -hmm. He runs the computers for the Veterans uh, Administration down in Palo Alto. The blind guy runs the computers. When I'm watching this video, I didn't know he was blind until all of a sudden he said it, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, wow. he's very capable. Yeah. Now... The U.S. government had so many restrictions on journalists and reporters, they didn't want anything documented in Desert Storm. This is our 53rd war in 60 years, starting in Korea. I mean, this just goes on and on and on. Okay. They don't want anybody touching it because there's going to be pushback. And so this guy... <laughs> He he took pictures from the time he left to the time he got back. And uh -huh. I think he's awesome because he went directly against orders. You're not allowed to do any of this stuff. Well, I mean, in this day and age, how is that even possible? I feel like we have cameras pointed everywhere during, in every nook and cranny of the world. Yeah, that's the government. Well, true. But when he went back, when he went to Desert Storm, did he go back? He was a photojournalist going back? Or no, did he, he was go, He was a military. He was enlisted. And so he just <laughs> he basically has a photo diary. Yes, everything. Where does it live? Pardon? The photo diary. Where does it live? Does he have his work out in public? or is he No, just he never home? was able to publish it yet. Hopefully, if I make it this winter, uh, I'm going to help him publish the book. Real quick, before you start the video again. So I see you, you're driving yourself from here in Northern California to San Francisco to Palo Alto. Like, how many times, how often are you making those drives? And like, I'd see Patrick like every two or three months. Okay. And San Francisco, I'd go see Dave like every couple of months. And so you have patients from... As south as Palo Alto, and then, and do you, do you have patients that go further north? Like, yeah, how far so, are you driving? I mean, it's because you are, I, you're just loading shit up and making house calls. It's a hundred miles, is about my farthest. Okay. You know, my only prerequisite is that you're really sick and that you live in the state of California. Yeah, that's keep, that's it. Keep it simple. I want you to show up in court. If I end up in court, I want you to come in and tell the judge, that guy's been giving me pot. Yeah. Please leave him alone. Yeah. That's all I want from the patients. Yeah. Because that gets me out of trouble. Shoot, yes. That's an equal, So it's good for me. It's trade. good for them. Mm-hmm. Farm to patient. I dig it. Okay. So back to Pat in Palo Alto. 
I couldn't keep up with them. They're on the way to the park. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Watch how fast they're moving. There's no way I can keep up with them. Yeah. The neighbor's looking at them like <laughs> the handicapped guys chasing the blind guy with a <laughs> photographer behind him. <laughs> That dog's an awesome dog. He just, uh, he's on the way to the park. I have a real sense of accomplishment when I finish my work. I know that these people are benefiting from us. I see it firsthand. Their gratitude and their thanks is just wonderful, man. When I did something wrong when I was a kid, I get this really cold spot inside because I knew my dad was going to come home and beat me because I was being an asshole. And now I get a warm, fuzzy feeling, hmm. like, I'm not exactly sure how, but it's not surprising. The conversation turned to Prop 64. I mean, every farmer, activist, and anyone in the cannabis space right now is talking about Prop 64 and what's going to happen or what's not going to happen on January 1st. I'm not going to participate in this regulatory scheme. I am absolutely against it. It's arbitrary, it's biased, it's not fair to any of the growers. They're trying to put mom and pops out. They're trying to confiscate your lands again. I mean, we're we're right back to pre-215 now. Yeah. With the regulatory regime as it is. I'm an activist for cannabis for wellness. And so I don't understand a lot of the regulation that's happening. I try to check in on it every six months to see if I can make heads or tails of the way things are now. And Sonoma County that, thought they were going to have 3,000 people put in applications. Mm-hmm. And then everybody started listening to their rules. You know how many actually signed up? How many? 115. They Okay, so they they wanted there to be They wanted there to be a tax base there, and there is no tax base. So they don't even have the money to enforce any of these laws. They have regulators. They have, like, the ag commissioner. He said that there's some people that are inspectors, like code enforcement people, are will not. They refuse to go to a marijuana garden because of religious beliefs. Oh, Lord. I don't even understand that. I don't either. <laughs> and they and then they try to explain this, this this one. Marijuana is not an agricultural commodity. It's an agricultural product. And you can't get a right to farm protections because it's a product, not a commodity. Well, and that's bullshit. I don't understand the differentiation there. Well, to me... A commodity is something that is grows is grown and exists, like fruits and vegetables and things like that. And a product is something you create. So the the tinctures and the muscle rubs and all those things, that's a it's like product. manufactured. Right. That's well, a this product. is a plant. It comes in a package. Yeah, a plant is a commodity. Okay, let's look at it from a regulatory perspective. Okay, I'm a county ag inspector. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go down Pocket Canyon? with three inspectors and inspect 20 gardens and collect $100,000 from each of these growers, two million bucks, okay? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to go to Care by Design, Dennis Hunter, the big man on campus? He can pay me $2 million in taxes, and he's one location to inspect. So what makes it more sense for me? As an agricultural inspector, do I want to run all over town looking at 20 different small gardens or do I want to collect my $2 million in taxes from this guy's four-acre property? Right. So it's just a no-brainer there. The Mm -hmm. government's always going to go for the low-hanging fruit. Right. So they bust mom and pop. They seize a bunch of properties because they're not in compliance. It's no longer a criminal thing because it's not politically correct for them to go after growers with the guns and the tank. You know what? They're getting a lot of pushback from Mm -hmm. cases like mine. Uh They would rather let the little guy with the pen and paper screw you out of your property and have it in the court than take a chance on cops getting shot or there being violence and stuff like that. For you, what is the solution? Allow the small collectives. Up to 25, 50 patients. Mm -hmm. Be allowed to grow 100 plants without a permit. If Mm -hmm. you can show that you actually are doing this for the good of man rather than profit. 
Right. It's a very hard thing for the government to try to distinguish. I mean, the cops can't even tell the difference between a, a legal plant and an illegal, illegal plant. Yeah. Riddle me this. I mean, you are growing and then giving free product away. So, you know, how... How are how do you turn around as a businessman and make money in this current scheme? Like you know, up until the end of the year, you're not allowed to make money off a of pot mm-hmm. unless somehow you're dealing with a dispensary and you've gotten your permits and all this stuff. Uh huh. But after next year, I'm going to have to jump through the hoops. All the regulatory hurdles have to be conquered before I'm allowed to grow for more than five patients. So that means I have to make hard choices between who I keep in my collective and who I don't. Right. So I have 45 AIDS patients that are going to be excluded because of these... New regulations. Yes. These these government officials have never been involved with growing a cannabis plant. They don't understand the medical values of it, and they're just completely on another page. You know, yeah. people that are in Mendocino County have hugely less regulations than they have here. Well, and that surprises me because I really thought that Sonoma County wanted to be on the map as kind of leading nope. this. Nope. Brian Applegarth. Uh-huh. The tour guy? Yeah. He's tried to talk to the board of supervisors. He's tried to talk to the tourism people, mm-hmm. and they don't want to talk to him. Well, I think all the wine people are just so damn scared that the weed business is going to eat into their profits. And They're it's dummies. Like, they are dummies. Like, that's silly. It, it's a funny thing that you say that because, you know, the wine industry and the pot industry are going to have to merge. They're going to have to mesh, not for financially, but for regulatory, mm-hmm. because the wine industry can run 100 Mexicans all night with big fucking floodlights. They can run right up next to a creek. Some of their buildings on their property, they can grow their grapes, even though this building on the back 40 is not up to code. I can't grow a pot plant here next year unless all my light fixtures are right, unless my doorway is right, unless my steps are the right measurements, width and height. It would cost million dollars to bring all the buildings on this property up to code. I mean, millions. And they want us to pay 10% uh, or a $10 per square foot canopy to be paid before you even start your plants. You need to have a biotic assessment. You have to have a water discharge plant. You have to have an engineer. You have to have an inspector from the ag department come out. You can't have any tiger-headed salamanders. But if you've got $130,000, Joe, we'll make that tiger-headed salamander move off the property. (laughs) You no longer have a problem with the tiger-headed salamander if you're bank. If you're not bank, I'm sorry. You've been zoned out of business. Yeah. These people that have been growing pot here, there's 4,000 fucking gardens in this county. 4,000 gardens. There's maybe 150, 200 great big gardens. Then there's probably 500 gardens my size. Mm-hmm. Then there's probably two or 3,000 that have 50 to 100 plants. And then there's, uh, you know, another 1,000 people that have, you know, the little garden. Mm-hmm. And they're telling everybody... If you live within the city limits of Santa Rosa, you have to grow indoors. Hello? I know. I heard that the other day. I'm like, I... So that means you got to buy light fixtures. You have to have your building up to code to handle those high output lights. Mm-hmm. Your air conditioning, your fans. I mean, all these things. Yeah. People aren't going to be able to send their kids to college. I mean, I know five or six people personally that paid for their kids' college education with the 20 plants that they grew in their backyard every year. If you're unincorporated, if you're out in the country, you're allowed six plants Mm -hmm. per parcel. And you're allowed to grow up to 30 plants with five collective members. Mm -hmm. So you're allowed five plants per patient with a, or no, six plants per patient with a total of five patients. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the small collective, and that's what you're hoping you can... Keep like if I want to be exempt from that. I want to be able to continue to provide 
for the 50 people in my collective. Right. We've established that we're legitimate. Yeah. And how many years have you had your collective? To 2005. So you really are established. I mean, your patient list is established. And these are all the people. I put their phone numbers as a convenience to law enforcement so that they can uh, call these sick people to find out if I'm, in fact, giving them pot. Right. They never called anybody. Yeah, of course not. after. Now, you see the people in these? Yeah, all of their... You see that? Uh Does that guy look like he's a punk that's driving around in a $100,000 lift kit truck? No. Does that guy... Do any of these people look like they're just loaded to the gills and making all sorts of money off this pot? You know, I put these phone numbers here so that these cops can call these people before they take their pot. And they don't want to call them. They don't want to see... These are AIDS patients, honey. These people are fucking dying. Yeah. And the cops don't want to deal with that. Where's the money? Tell me where the money is or we're going to toss your fucking house. That's what they say. If you don't give us your money, we're going to tear your place to shreds. My daughter doesn't want her house torn to pieces. My daughter doesn't want her little organized space torn to pieces while they're looking for evidence of criminal activity. Here's evidence of compliance. Yes. Please take a moment. Right. The cop was standing there for two fucking hours. And wouldn't look at it. With this on the table right in front of him. So on the video it says you've had like eight different times there's been a suit brought against you and eight times. I've been arrested. And so you've gone through this process eight times over the course of how many years? Ten. And every time you're... Case dismissed, never goes to trial. They don't want it on a public forum. They want a little deal made between the two lawyers, my Mm -hmm. lawyer and the state's lawyer. They don't want 40 AIDS patients going into the courtroom. They don't want a parade of sick people. When I do bring my patients to court, I have to load them up in a truck in San Francisco and drag them up here. Mm -hmm. I have to get them from Lake County to drive down. Yeah. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay, that means they have to leave at 5 because of traffic, because right. the perpetual... And there's all the hoops, so it's like hopefully they won't... So the yeah, DA says, oh, he's got people coming up for the preliminary. I think I'll postpone it. So here I have 20 people sitting outside the courtroom. We're not prepared, Your Honor. We'd like an extension. And so then everybody has to do it all over. Everybody has to load back up in the truck, go back to the city, and find out when the next court date is. That sounds about right. You know, they have it down to an art. On an indoor grow, the cops wait until your light usage They go to PG&E, and they say, hey, we want records for 2,100 Goose Lane. You know, there's also, though, a lot of strides being made in the lighting. And these new LED lights, they don't get as hot. They don't use as much electricity. So those things aren't going to be as easy to suss out checking out PG&E bills anymore. They have other ways to find out. Well, I'm sure they've got... You know, if there's a house that the meter's spinning and there's no one home, that's enough evidence to get a warrant. Yeah. They can stand outside and take a sniff. If they smell pot, they hear fans. Yeah. That's enough. uh, Yeah, that's happened to a few of my friends. The cops wait until your electric bill goes from $5,000 a month down to $3,000 a month. You know what that tells the police? That you've just switched from green growth 18 hours a day down to 12. So they wait 40 days. Yeah, until it's harvest. (laughs) And then just when you're getting ready to pull out the scissors, they say, Hello. So tell me what happens when you said the last two years you had had your crops confiscated. So was that everything for, did you have a, maybe another garden that you were able to use? to? No, get my lawyer is mad or? at me because I never diversified. He says, Joe, you're setting yourself up. He says, if you really want to continue to provide for the patients, you need to have a second garden. So I finally got wise. He says, James, why do you pay me large? large amounts of money to not listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I sat down with Joe's wife, Echo, to get her perspective, wife and mom and caretaker to see how being the life of a farmer affects her and her family. 
So this is Echo. This is Oki Joe's wife. You've got beautiful children and you support mm-hmm. your husband. And when these things happen, when, when the cops knock on the door, like your feelings as a woman, how all of this stuff makes you feel? I feel really scared. Uh-huh. And um, see, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I worry my kids mm-hmm. and my husband. When that's happened, have the kids been home? Two years ago. And when that happened, did the police, were they at least civil and kind and didn't scare the kids? Or did it, did it really scare the kiddos? Uh, at the first, uh, they got scared because uh, the, I see the, the like green and the red lights kind of shining up, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe went outside, and there was, like, a whole bunch of uh, police. Uh-huh. They told Joe to, uh, uh, what do you, like this? I'll put your hands put up, hands yeah, up. uh-huh. My uh, son kind of get up, uh-huh. like, same thing. Yeah, so he just and mimicked he just, what his dad did. Yes, and uh, after we, they put in a secret, the kids came inside after a while, and I guess they are kind of talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't imagine that, that happening. Joe told me y'all met 30 years ago in a bar mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I was a student. You were a student? Yes. And I was walking. When you met him, did you you immediately fell in love with him, or did no, <laughs> no? <laughs> um, he was kind of drunk. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but he play uh, he shoot the pool pretty good. That's why I, my friend told me, "Do you want to learn how to shoot the pool?" I said, "Sure." Uh-huh. And I went to the bar. Uh-huh. And he was there, and uh, he asking me, that, like, do you want to go for a ride, my motorcycle and stuff? And uh-huh. uh, I didn't say yes <laughs> <laughs> for a while. <laughs> and uh, finally, he, he, I said, okay, I go once. Uh-huh. And uh, he was really nice. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, the, even I don't speak much English. Uh-huh. And uh, we had a fun. Yeah, I like that. And so then when did you move out to the country to Sonoma County? I think we lived uh, like two or three years in the city, maybe four. Uh-huh. And then they moved to, to Lake County. Do you enjoy living yes. in the country? It's yes. so beautiful here. Yes, I, I love This is the closest thing to Italy that I've ever seen. And I, it's just one of the most beautiful, peaceful places. The energy just feels really great. And, and I think cannabis has a lot to do with the culture here. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's something... Something that should be celebrated and not something that cops are going to show up in the middle of the night and yes. scare your family. Yes. So do you use cannabis for your own medicinal purposes? Um, sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do if I have a kind of trouble sleeping mm-hmm. or I get stressed out. Yes. And I smoke. And there's so many parents that they want to use cannabis for wellness, but then, you know, they don't want to feel like a hypocrite in front of their Mm -hmm. kids. And so all these different methods of consumption now where you can just spray it in your mouth or take a pill or eat a mint. Me and Echo have not had a lot of our kids' friends up here because the pot. Yeah. I mean, I have a plant in the backyard, and my nine-year-old can't ride dirt bikes down at the mill on 40 acres Mm -hmm. because I have some pot plants in my backyard. Yeah. And it's not because the parents are against it, because I don't want to put anybody in a position. We discuss this. We don't want to put any of our friends, Mm -hmm. any of our kids' you know, classmates, families, if you're here and the cops show up, you have to convince them that you're a reporter and you're not a trimmer and you have nothing to do with this cultivation site. Mm -hmm. So, And I have my medical ID, so... Doesn't matter. They won't even look at it. Yeah, they didn't look at your whole binder full of them. Why would they look at mine? Yeah. That same respect is also the reason why I, I've wanted to grow. I sublease from someone else, and she has two teenagers. And to me, I'm like, that. 
it feels irresponsible for me to... You could have a conversation with the teenagers and tell them what this plan is, what it's about, and why they shouldn't use it because it'll impede their development of their brain. Yes, and I, I did actually have that conversation with the mom, her son, who's now a sophomore in high school, was asking questions and she was having the conversation and she invited me to join them in that conversation because she didn't know the answer. She didn't know what to say. I don't have to worry. My children have been around pot. It's a non-entity. It's a non-issue to them. If they know that this is a part of our life and this is medicine and it's all natural and organic and from the earth, they don't, they will never have a problem with it. They, Mm -hmm. it's just... In fact, a lot of my friends who grew up around cannabis their whole lives, they don't smoke, but they have the healthiest respect and appreciation for it. Yep. One of our friends at the school, her son was in the Marines for like a year. Mm-hmm. He quit. He's, he said, I'm not built for this shit. Yeah. He's a badass. Uh-huh. He's probably one of the best workers I've ever seen. He quit the Marines And Natalie asked me, can he work for you? He wants to work with pot. He's seen how to kill people, and now he wants to work with pot. And then the subject changed from kids to critters. As far as the plants and the deer and critters and stuff, what what do you have that comes into the garden that you have to kind of fend off? Turkeys. Turkeys? They dig up the soil, and they break the bottom branches off the plant. What are they, why are they digging around? What are they want? their feathers, cleaning themselves. Oh. And they're getting bugs. Got it. So even though they're helping by cleaning the bugs, I mean, they're breaking off a they're, branch. Yeah. It's going to put off a half ounce of weed. Dig, dig, dig. Next one. And they just love hopping up and down. I watch them. Pretty Except funny. for my dog. <laughs> Won't chase them. Happy just carries. He, he, he's run away. Yeah. <laughs> Joe told me that Happy will steal food from the neighbors, just like bring a loaf oh, of bread. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not sour deep. Nice. This, is there no carb? No carb. So when I was pregnant, I had a really severe um, morning sickness. And I went to a doctor and they uh, shoot the IV because I got dehydrated. And uh, they gave me the me- uh, the pharmaceutical medicine. Uh-huh. And I took once and it made me sleep all day. Yeah. And uh, Joe told me that I, I should smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I smoked pot. Instead of taking the taking medicine. The medicine. Uh-huh. And I was uh, totally different that I can eat well and uh, uh, I can do stuff. It just saved my like morning sickness time. I was really thank you for that oh, medicine. For and, sure. The and, um, yesterday morning, sorry, yesterday morning I woke up with a hangover because <laughs> my friends are in town and I drink way too much wine. When, you know, not feeling very good, it's like I just will smoke a bowl Mm -hmm. and it calms my stomach and, like, makes me feel better. Morning sickness Mm -hmm. of whatever variety you might have, it's, you know, it's an excellent medicine for that. Yes, but I think most people, like, you are smoking pot when you are pregnant, you know. I think everything within reason, you know, I'm all about microdosing. Mm-hmm. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body, and as we age, it starts depleting. And the older we get, the more we do need to supplement with cannabis. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to... You know, I've treated myself horribly over the years. Until I met her, I was an alcoholic. And so I quit drinking like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, anyway, I Congratulations, was... good for you. I've been smoking pot the whole time, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, minus the knee and the back, I'm healthy as a horse. My blood pressure's pretty good. I'm 20 pounds overweight. I'm prime, I'm prime for a heart attack. But you know what? I think the cannabis is keeping the cancers away, and I think that the living with this plant. This tastes delicious. It's not bad, huh? Let me see. You need to stop drinking Pepsi. Yes, you do need to stop drinking Pepsi. 
Yeah, I know. I supplemented that need for that fizzy Coke thing <laughs> with sparkling water. Yeah, I It gives you that, I gives you that slow burn. You should see all the stuff she's got me to stop doing. <laughs> you are a good woman. Hey, this is, this is my worst vice is yelling at my kids for being idiots and uh, <laughs> drinking Pepsi. That's it. We'll get you to stop doing both of those next. (laughs) So I would love to get a tour of the garden. And seriously, y'all, just like that, we are out. So this is used to be all full of pots. This I cleared out so that I could put some more plants down here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's beautiful here. It sure is. Mount St. Helens out there behind the trees. And I gotta say, to get the full gist of this episode, you really do need to see the show notes. Smells amazing in here. Ah, oh, thank you. God, oh, that's a fatty. Wow. And so, what kind is this? What am I looking at? This is probably cherry OG here. I like cherry OG. So they dry like this for how many days? Depends upon the weather outside and uh-huh. uh, the ambient temperature here. Uh-huh. But five, six days, seven days. And so then at that point, they get you... put on the ground and then a slow dry because we hang them so they don't smush each other. Right. So they don't get smashed. Uh huh. And break the trichromes off. Right. So you lay these on the ground for two or three days. These are done now. The problem is that the ground is cold. So it takes a long time for it to dry because there's no air getting underneath. Right. And so that's what you want. The last little bit of drying, you want it done as slow as you can without getting any mold problems. Yes. So tomorrow, me and Echo are going to come up and take it and bucking it down is what it's called. Okay. So when you take it from the stems, you bucking it down. And yeah, that's that's bucked down weed. The trimmers will get a big bag of this and they'll sit with their a trays. Box. and Okay. Or I'll sell it at half price and it will go to making wax and hash and rosins and stuff like that. Got it. Or for cooking product. Do some of these bigger brands in Sonoma County, do they purchase product from you because it's organic? You don't? No. You just do it for personal people wanting to do it for themselves? Yeah, you know what? Most of the people that get my pot, they're either smoking it, mm-hmm. uh, vaping it, or uh, eating it. A couple of people make... Salves and stuff. Yeah, that, that, you know, kind of a pain in the ass to do all that. Okie Joe finally cuts the fan, and we cut to the next conversation. Okay, so these are dry. So I'm going to be coming back up here later today and spend about five or six hours and put all this stuff away and start bucking these next set down. Because I have right away, this Sunday, I'm bringing a U-Haul, and I'm loading up two more U-Hauls. 26 foot Uh U-Hauls. So this shit all needs to be put away. This needs to be taken out of here. This is all full of fucking pot. So when you have these two U-Hauls and you load these things full, where are they going? Haven't figured that out yet. Well, that's another one of the dilemmas of being a pot farmer is that it's always uncertain all the way up through the getting rid of it part. Yep. Don't know what's going to happen. You know, my friend Nick, I says, yeah, Nick, I fucking did it, baby. Yeah, you know, I thought I was it. And he says, nah, dude, he says, a million things can go wrong. I was fixing to say, you have, you don't cross the finish line until you cross the finish line. Because you're right. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of steps left, even though you have beautiful, oh. smokable. So, oh, yeah, what, speaking of, the stuff that I'm going to get, mm-hmm. Okie Joe's stash. Here. Um, Smell that. Okay. Oh, wow. That is really fragrant, too. And a little, like, menthol-y. What is that one? Very white. So this stuff here, nice big colas. This is uh, San Fernando. <gasps> SFVOG? Oh, yeah. That's one of my faves. Oh, that smells really good. Can you smell it? Mm-hmm. Let me see. <laughs> Move your nose. All right now, Char. Yeah. When it's wet and it's hanging and drying like mm-hmm. that, it's not fully cured yet. It, you're still getting all that chlorophyll and stuff coming off. So you need to just let it discombobulate. (laughs) I can appreciate that. This is... That stuff got uh, russet mites. 
So my lovely wife was nice enough to take these buds and strip everything back. I was going to say, what happened? Okay. That's what I showed you in the garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the whole bottoms have been taken out. Uh huh. That was that was that Got that it. was that plant. Oh yeah, let me take a picture now so people can see. Now it's the next stage. See, yeah. So this will hang. If it starts to get too dry, we do a quick buck and uh, turn off the fans so that the air is not moving around and then the moisture stays in. It's the air that blows the moisture out of the Right. So this is my old Fiat. That's cute. Yeah, you want to see if it's got a Ferrari racing motor in it. And when do you have time to play with classic cars? That's actually really clean and beautiful under there. Yeah. I don't know yeah. shit about shit, but... Got wooden <laughs> steering wheel. Oh, let me show you cool stuff before we go. More cool stuff. This is all jade. Oh, that's what you were talking about earlier. And it all looks so different. I've been collecting it for Millie. We talked rocks and minerals for a little bit, and then we got back in the car, and we were on to the next. Got my key. God, this smells so good. I'll give you some of that sour D when we get back to the house. Okay. Come on. Come on. Ow. <laughs> Walking and texting is dangerous. Yeah, watch Don't your do eyes. It. <laughs> Let's show you the berry white. So these are. They're done. Smell it. This is going to be giant. No, it's done. I know, but I mean, like, this is one bud. Mm -hmm. I would lose my mind if I was had one of those. You know what I mean? You don't see them that large. Let me. I'm going to take a picture of berry white hanging out like. I guess they're just letting them dry on the vine. I don't like to do it. I like to slow dry it. But he probably read something on the internet. <laughs> Come on. You just sound like your attorney. <laughs> Why are you paying me money if you're not gonna listen to me? Yep. <laughs> See the motion sensors? Oh, yeah. I'll show you my plants. Yeah, where's the, your grape apes? Yeah, most of my strains are up on top. We spilled them up, and from there, we worked our way back. So how big is this space we're in right now? Is this the size of a football field? Yeah. These bigger plants are all mine. Wow, those are... The seeds get bigger. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's a monster. Yeah, it's a nice plant. Come on, I'll show you a three-foot cola. If you think you've heard Oki Joe say cola a couple of times, you're right. The cannabis cola is the part of the plant that actually flowers. So the bud, the part that you smoke, that's the cola. The topmost bud, the one that gets the biggest, that would be called the main cola. All right, back to the walkabout. That's a tall one. This one's going to be really... <laughs> and this one... Oh, wow. Jeez. These things are giant. Smell this. That smells girly. Yeah, it's nice. It's very soft. Come on. I'll show you others. Fat colas. Like this one. This is going to heavy up really nice. So how long until these are ready? Just a few more days or a week? Week, two weeks. As long as the integrity of the garden is fine, then you don't have to worry about it. You let them cook. And so when these white hairs start turning red, that's when you know? Yeah, some people pull out a microscope, but you just kind of get a feeling. Well, at this point, yeah. Like that one that you said, that fat little one over there? Uh-huh. That thing's done. Yeah. It's not going to get any heavier, and there's really no point having it out here. You know, you know that one, a uh, couple of those uh -huh. uh, berry whites were starting to look sad. Why well, abuse the plant? People think that if you stress it, that brings out more terpenes and stuff. Well, that's but. because they're taking a page out of the wine industry. Uh, I think that it's just not healthy to hurt the plant while it's in the ground or drying. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It's a it's a humane way to garden. So they've been watering good. Everything's nice and wet. They got sticky traps. Nice. Oh, that smells good. What is this one? Do you even know? Definitely a grape ape in there. 
It's interesting how you're around so many different strains, but just like a connoisseur of wine or anything else, you get to where you can just well, pass by of, it and have an idea of what it is. Most of these have grape ape in them. Most okay. of these either have grape ape, um, white Russian, okay, and blue dream, uh huh, and blackberry ape. Okay, I've never had blackberry ape. That's my strain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's just a blackberry Kush crossed uh -huh. up with a grape ape. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to give. I'm gonna make shot. more t-shirts. I'll let you proudly wear it. Yeah, I need to send you a casually baked t-shirt. Or no, you maybe go. you should be highly responsible. <laughs> I think you might like that one better. So these are just, this is a grape. You can kind of see it pushing sideways. Uh -huh. So this one will be about two more weeks. It's called bolting. And what happens is these sides will start going sideways. See all this fresh green, uh -huh. light green hairs coming in? Okay. That means it's going to bolt. And this will double up in size in two weeks. Dang. Yeah. So we give them lots of good biodynamic nutrients uh -huh. at the end. Use Floralicious and a... Yeah, high bricks. Uh -huh. You know, the industry, the wine industry uh -huh, the does the count. bricks, uh -huh. the sugar count. So you can get a refractometer on the leaf, and it'll measure for you what your bricks level is. So if you can get it up around 30 is the maximum. Okay. So anything over 15, they say that the bugs won't bother it. Anything over 15, the bugs won't bother. Yeah. Interesting. From people who don't know shit about cannabis, do deer and other animals, do they... Do they eat the pot? Is that something that out. even happens? See that empty pot? Uh -huh. See that empty pot? Uh-huh. Come here, you can see the digging. And you said this is what the turkeys... That's the boars. Oh, the boars. Yeah, I have turkeys at my yard. Okay. They have boars here. And they're just wanting to root around because that's just what they they're like to do. But they bugs, don't... I guess. Yeah, they, they pulled they don't a couple want of the, the plants plant out of the ground and dragged it down the hill. See, this is all the weed we've lost. Oh, wow. Did you, did it look like they had eaten any of the buds or yeah. anything? Yeah. That whole branch was taken off. And, and so someone, how does it, how yeah, do you think, you it, how do we think it makes the yeah. hogs feel when they're high? Oh, yeah. They don't get high. It's only psychoactive if it's heated. True. See what we got here? It's for the it, deers. And, is it electric or is it just? Oh, no, no, no. So you just created a little booby trap no, for them. No, it's a fishing line. Yeah, no. Keeps Siri them back. Yeah, it's clever. And we got the hippie uh, musician guys up here uh -huh. and made them drink a 30-pack of beer and piss all around the outside of the garden. You got to let them know that you're here. And that's the animals and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you cut your hair, you shave your beard, sprinkle that shit around the edge. Okay. You're like, this is my domain. Mm -hmm. I'm here. And so this next part to me sounds like one giant, that's what she said joke. Go ahead and fucking giggle. <laughs> Smell. Oh, that. Perfect, huh? Mm-hmm. Smells like birthday cake. <laughs> it's just the best smell. Yeah. I love my grape ape. And they're all like that. They either got the green going on or the deep purple that you're looking for. Come on. Because I always see people posting their pot pictures on Instagram and the colors that I see, I'm like, are you photoshopping that shit or does it really get those colors? Yeah. So I'm like, I need to see it for myself. That was one of the best buds. Oh, wow. Can you imagine if this plant had got started in February? Yeah, it'd be insane. That's giant. And smell it. It's hard as a rock and it smells great. And it's gonna double up. Mm-hmm. So this giant one here will double up further than that? Yeah. Or is it, holy. You see all the white hairs? It's at least a week out. It's called uh, stacking, when the buds all come together. Uh-huh. And then bolting is when they start pushing outwards. All right. You see this? Vocabulary It looks too. ugly because it hasn't been cleaned out of the leaves. But to me, that's just. Yeah, you, it's significantly, so I'll take this picture because you can see it's yeah. totally purple next to that green. It looks sick, but it's actually not. Yeah, no. So what you do to make the picture better is you take off some of these brown leaves mm -hmm. so that you just see the nice colas. You don't see any of this dead stuff. Well, and I can also have my Photoshop guy to get rid of the dead leaves. <laughs> see all the purple? It goes all, yes. you see it all over the place. Yeah, and it's, 
it is. It's stepping back, and then you can see the distinction between yeah, the two. You see all the way down the hill. Uh huh. Just row. Colors. Neat stuff. It is neat stuff. Thank you so much for sharing this with me. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. You got those records that's been around. I'm the old vet here. I've been the one that's been to the rodeo, so to speak, so many times. Yeah. So uh, I can handle having people. Uh, most people are really secretive about their pot. And you can't really blame them. No, you can't. It's been totally unfair to them. I appreciate when there's people that are brave enough to give it a voice. Casually Baked the podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. And then and make sure people know that these plants weren't started until the end of the beginning of July. Yeah, nobody's going to judge your work. You know, if your name's Joe, you're typically a good person, Sometimes. you know? <laughs> I've had a few bad Joes. I have been no. a bad Joe. See this? Bad mammoth. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.